0: Welcome to another Gravity Beard minisode. We're coming to you from the familiar confines of Studio A. Today we're drawing from our odd jobs file. Our guest today is Rick Brewer. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. have been a fan of the show for a while and it's a pleasure to be on. Thanks, we appreciate that. We put in the call and you were nice enough to respond. Tell us, what was your odd job? My odd job growing up in high school was I was a
1: mascot for a Professional softball team, and it's called the Akron Racers. Actually, it's based in Akron, Ohio, and they're members of the National Pro Fast Pitch League, which is the equivalent to the MLB. But it's a far lesser in terms of the number of teams that are there. The teams sort of fluctuate from four to six teams, and uh, it was it was a really fun job to have. Yeah, how
0: did you come across such a fantastic opportunity?
1: You know, my dad did PR for the racers for a summer. And he said that the concession stand was looking for workers and me being, you know, 14, 15 years old, I was looking for a job sort of to get gas in my car, um, or save up for a car, if you will. And so I basically just went to the concession stand and one day they didn't have a mascot and they just needed someone to do it. And there was no training involved. It was kind of just like, get in the suit and kind of just do what you want and um i kind of sort of had the opportunity to be creative and like make my own character which was essentially wheelie the mascot
0: the mascot was wheelie the cheetah
1: correct yeah it was uh it was honestly people will always confuse exactly who what i was or who i was um i that was one of the most common questions besides if i was hot um being in the mascot suit but um no, it was a giant cheetah. It it kind of got confused with like a cat or like some people asked me if I was like some sort of rodent or something. I had a tail.
0: Yeah, that's strange because you know, you sent some pictures over and, and I didn't I didn't find it that ambiguous. It looked exactly like a cheetah to me. No, you you, you would be amazed at the, the the number of questions that you get from people.
1: It it was pretty amazing, but no, it was uh it was definitely I agree with you. It does look like a cheetah, but some people would get confused. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've seen some confusing mascots, but I didn't think yours was confusing at all. So so did I hear you say that there were no guidelines on how to conduct yourself as the mascot at all? No, it, it it was a very sort of just a superfluous kind of just
1: go go as you will. And previous mascots really just did a lot of standing there and waving to the crowd. But I wanted to like make it more interactive for in terms of the fan experience. I was constantly going in the stands. I, had, I danced on the dugout frequently. Um, if there was ever a big play, um, I paid, made sure I paid attention to the game to make sure the fans were into the game. You know, just sort of creating a fan experience for not only just the, the kids, but also adults. I, I would steal um, women's purses. Um, I would steal food or drinks. Obviously, I'd give everything back. But for some, people found it to be very entertaining and fun. And, uh, yeah, it was just kind of I had the ultimate green light. And it, it was so much fun to sort of create the – part of that part of the experience for the fans
0: and and you were 15 or 16 when you took on that role the first time
1: yeah when, when i started i was 15 or 16 and I, I did it for about five years so i did it up until um the start of college um and it was you yeah, know it was, it was a great job
0: did you ever consider doing anything that might might have gotten you fired <laughs> you know
1: i i always that that you you'd be surprised that thought does cross your mind like when you're trying to you know you kind of get in the moment you're trying to make a fun experience for a fan or something but no the thought
0: definitely does cross your mind. Does the mascot get a lot of autograph requests?
1: Yeah you know it's funny the the mascot I used to have when I first started the first year I had a stamp which made my life so much easier I couldn't really stamp a softball with it necessarily but kids eventually during like a rain delay or something they would just line up by the dozens for autographs when I didn't have the stamp and I could barely see with the head as it was i only had like a small vision and so i would take this pen or a sharpie that they would hand me and i only had four fingers um my my index finger and my middle finger were sort of smushed together in this giant like cheetah mitt and the autographs were barely legible but if
0: one kid wants an autograph they all want them how many games are in the season and how long does each game last i would say home
1: games that are probably about 15 to 25 home games per year because it's only during the three-month summer period Um, it's not as long as the major league baseball season but and then games were probably I would say on average about three hours long
0: okay so for 15 home games and three hours each you've got to be really creative to come (laughs) up with entertainment for that much time was that was that ever difficult It was, and to add
1: on to the difficulty of that, it was the fact that there would only be 300 to 500 people there at a time. So I would constantly be running into the same fans over and over. And truthfully, they kind of see it, and sometimes they don't really want to interact with anymore. They had their laugh, they had their experience. So it was just you could just tell the look on their face. They weren't really into it if I was going to interact with them or do something funny. But there was always a handful of little kids that would they would they'd want to spend the whole game with you um it seemed
0: like but so do you have do you have to be out there entertaining for the entire three-hour game no i and
1: i i was allowed to take breaks um i would usually go in the freezer of the um of the concession stand to take breaks but i wanted to be out there as much as i possibly could my boss has constantly asked me if i was okay if i was getting overheated because they didn't want me to have heat stroke or call an ambulance or anything like that which i totally understood from their point of view but i truthfully wanted to be out there as much as i could and i would limit myself to like you know, five or six breaks, maybe at like five to 10 minutes a piece. Um, But if on sometimes if it was like 95 or 100 degrees outside, I definitely took more breaks, but I I just constantly was pounding water. It was pretty amazing how much water I would drink per game or Gatorade.
0: So so for a teenager, you had a pretty good work ethic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I just I really thought that since people just Going to a game, the best part about sports is just it's, you can kind of just forget about everything. You can just really enjoy the moment, and I think the mascot really does add a different kind of experience. I like to think of sports and humor. I try and find humor in everything, and I, I tried to bring that um, s- sort of s- sense of humor slash enjoyment and fulfillment for children and fans.
0: You must have had some interactions with fans or others that maybe didn't go so smoothly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, there was actually a player who, even when I, because all the players knew who I was when I wasn't in the suit, just because you're around them so much. And this one player in particular, she, even when I was out of the suit, she like, even the thought of being around me, knowing that I was in the suit kind of freaked her out just because masks, some people are just genuinely afraid of it. And I mean, I would get, people would scream, they'd be scared. Kids cried. They would run to their moms. They they would grab their moms, and I would kind of just, as soon as I saw that, you kind of tell when you're walking towards them if a fan if, if they wanted you to be around them, and others it was really apparent. You can
0: read a lot into body language. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, I would think in order to be a good mascot, y- you can't have a high level of self consciousness. No, no. When
1: when when you're a mascot, you I, I like to call it. You have to have absolutely no shame. And what I mean by that is, is that you have to realize and just remember that nobody knows who you are. Um, all these fans, you're never really going to see them again. Maybe the consistent fans, but they don't know who you are personally. So it's just when, when you're going in the dugout, the old expression, like, dance like nobody's looking. Like, you, you know, to be entertaining, fans want to see goofy, funny things. And you just have to just not be afraid to just kind of put yourself out there. You just have to remember that I have a mask on. Like, you kind of can just act as goofy as you want and there's really because to be a successful mascot you have to not be afraid to sort of take some chances obviously there's limits but like in terms of just being an entertainer you have to have that mentality
0: yeah i think i'd like to have that experience maybe at least for one game i think (laughs) i'd like to i'd like to try that
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely did you ever get hit by a batter ball there was one time when i I went to the outfield to sort of take like a break. It wasn't necessarily like an all out break, but it was just sort of uh, me standing in the outfield. And I, again, my vision in this giant head is very limited. And there was one time that a foul ball was just, I knew it was, it was just kind of that feeling that you knew it was coming towards you. And then I I look up and I could barely see, and I hear the ball coming towards me. And I kind of just duck out of the way at the last second. And it just missed me from hitting my head. And uh, my head like almost flew off because it was such a bad uh, quality head. That um, It almost flew off, and I, um, uh, a couple of my coworkers said that they saw, like, my neck come out, and so it was almost a traumatic experience for some kids because they would have realized that, oh, Wheelie's not real, you know what I mean? Because there were genuinely kids that thought I was real, a real live cheetah. Yeah, that, that was only once, though. In doing five or six years, I, I will take that. And the funny thing is, too, when that happened is that I was on the fence, so my head would have fallen over the fence and then it would have been really hard. I would have had to come on the field and it would have just been a whole dramatic scene. The game might have paused. So luckily I avoided uh, that situation.
0: Yeah, that could have been a whole fiasco. Yeah. You sent me some pictures from mascot day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did did that event include, you know, say maybe a cage match or a Royal Rumble style <laughs> showdown? No, the only type of
1: competitive thing that we did was we, we did a race around the bases and um, since it was my birthday, I was sort of, we had, we, all of us mascots got together, you know, everyone has their head off and, you know, we're in the locker room talking and said it, it was, I was supposed to win since it was Wheelie's birthday. Um, but no, there's definitely antics going on in terms of, you know, we kind of like plan not kind of like roughly planned out how we were going to do the run. Like who was gonna pretend to beat up who and who was gonna fight and who was gonna trip who and you know, again, just trying to make it as funny as possible because that's part of a part of our job is just to literally just be just be funny and entertaining. So
0: but, So there was at least there was at least some mild violence.
1: Oh yeah. And then I think it was the guy who was the uh Lake Erie Monsters, which is a minor league uh hockey team up in Cleveland, he was um uh, he was crazy. I mean, we all kind of were just like this guy is just taking it almost passing that limit that we kind of talked about in terms of like he was hitting people pretty hard for uh, us mascots at times. But, you know, it, it all ended up being good and stuff. But, you know, it does get a little competitive. You know, you want to you want to be who can entertain the best and those type of things. Yeah. But it at the end of the day, we, we had a blast be, being together. It was nice having someone else besides myself there
0: so i understand lebron james is from akron uh, did he come to a lot of games <laughs>
1: you know i i actually had the the opportunity to see lebron play in high school which which was great and i'll always remember but i never did see lebron come to a game unfortunately
0: yeah that's a shame i figured he would he would support the local women's softball team yeah i understand you've got a podcast
1: yeah yeah no i have my own uh history themed podcast called the past cannot die yeah well, Tell
0: tell us just briefly about that.
1: Yeah, so essentially, um, the, it's a history podcast, as I mentioned, and I bring on all types of scholars and people within the historical field, whether they might be an archivist, whether they might be a college professor, or whether they might be a public historian, which could be any number of different things, because it's a very broad and diverse field. And so I, I bring them on the show, and I sort of give them, and I interview them, and we talk about current historical issues, current historical topics, we might review a book, we might talk about the function of of archives. And at the end of the day, it's about providing awareness to people about the value and resources of history and trying to recount the stories of the past and to help make us better sense of them in the the present.
0: That sounds cool. So where can people find you and your show?
1: Yeah, the Twitter handle is at past cannot die. And the website is thepastcannotdie.com and then get all the information there and I'm assuming you're on iTunes and yep we, we are on iTunes we are on Stitcher Radio and we're also on mixcloud.com Rick thanks so much for telling us about your
0: odd job I appreciate being on it was a pleasure oh, we appreciate you coming on the show best of luck to you the song we used in this mini-sode was Happy Rock by Ben Sound you can find that at bensound.com
1: This is the Gravity Deer Crab Patch.